Hey, good morning to you. I'm uh, enjoying a beautiful walking path in Anchorage, near Anchorage, Alaska. It's a cool 54 degrees. Looking at Micah chapter 6, verse 8. Uh, this is walk and talk number 62. You can probably tell from the uh, the green all around me. This is just a gorgeous spot. This is June 17th, 2021. And again, it's 54 degrees. I'm walking around and next to Cheney Lake, C-H-E-N-E-Y. If, if you want to Google and see where I'm at, it's it's nice to be walking and not to have to wear a hat. I wear a hat in Mesa because of the hot sun and skin cancer. And up here you can be in the shade and uh, avoid the sun. And when needed, you can wear a hat. Otherwise, you don't have to. Uh, Micah chapter 6 verse 8 talks about the goodness of God. So I'm titling this, Never Evil, Only Good. Never Evil, Only Good. So I'm going to pause for a moment and give you just a moment to uh, take a look at the walking path that I'm on and give you a chance to see the lake that I'm at really a, a beautiful thing so never evil only good is what I'm gonna talk about for a little bit there's someone out on a kayak and just a gorgeous place to to be out walking and talking about God so this verse, uh, Micah 6, 8, just simply asks the question, uh, good. And the uh, writer, uh, Micah, who it is, uh, philosophically good is the absence of evil. And evil is what, what God says is evil. Good is what God says is good. So when I title this, Never Evil, Only Good, I'm simply trying to remind all of us, never do evil. Run from evil. Uh, do not speak evil. Do not act evil. So he has showed you, O oh man, what is good. All right, so what is good? Uh, Micah basically gives us three, uh, three quick ways to, to define good, and it's pretty amazing. Number one, the Lord requires justice, that you, Roger, do justice. So the first definition of good is Roger never injustice 
only justice. And then the second aspect of good is love mercy. So what does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love mercy, Micah 6.8. And then the third aspect is to walk humbly with God. We're going to back up and talk about the three factors or the three components or the three aspects of goodness. So goodness is simply being just, loving mercy, and walking humbly before God. Evil is just the opposite. So evil is ripping people off. Evil is changing the definition of what God says is evil, changing the definition of what God says is good. Evil is disobeying God. So as we live our lives, if you want to do good in the sight of God, you have to, you must run from evil as defined by God. Think about the word goodness. So I'm walking right now beside a, a lake. And is this good or is this evil? Um, on a path that people created, there's a lake with people kayaking, people fishing. There's hedges, there's grass, there's trees, elm, and El, uh, oak and birch and there's just all kinds of beautiful green good right would you say this is good what's good remember who created it God created it God created everything so if we're going to begin with the goodness of God we must remember who the creator is Lots of us are walking through life just denying the existence of God or giving lip service saying that we believe in God. But the fact of the matter is we really don't believe in God. God creates in so many beautiful ways. All you have to do is just pause and look around and just enjoy the beauty uh, of what God has created. It's just a, a beautiful, a beautiful creation. Birds and fish and all different types of trees. See the duck in the water? Uh, yesterday when I was walking here, the one of the, looks like maybe a mallard, one of the ducks had a half a dozen babies uh, swimming around it. It doesn't take long, does it, to recognize good. 
So when it comes to humanity, from creation to humanity, how do we define goodness? Well, goodness is being just, merciful, and humble before God. Now, justice and mercy, Micah chapter 6, verse 8, justice is horizontal. Mercy is horizontal. But the third aspect of goodness is humility, and it's humility, it's humbleness before God. That's vertical. So when we pause and consider the goodness of God, there's two relationships. Roger, are you just and merciful before humanity, before your neighbor, before the people around you? Are you just and merciful toward other Christians, toward other non-believers? Are you just and merciful toward your boss, your co-worker? Are you just and merciful uh, toward your neighbor, <clears throat> toward the judge, toward the police officers, toward any human being? That's that horizontal relationship. And then the vertical is, Roger, are you humble? So I would just submit to you that if you're humble before God, that's the starting point. You will likely be just and merciful uh, toward the people around you. If you're arrogant toward God, if you're mad at God, if you're if you deny God, you're probably going to be bullish. You're probably going to be arrogant, not fair. You're probably going to be hostile toward people. So when you when you think about just the dynamic goodness all around us, you look at this lake and you look at the trees you look at the peace and the quietness you have to pause you have to enjoy the beauty of God so the creation around you must make you humble because you can't create it I can't create it when you pause and notice all of the just the uniqueness of nature it causes you doesn't it to think about God and put you in an attitude of humility I hope it does it does me I, I hope it wakes you up and helps you to understand that creation and what God has made is pretty special. Walk over here and just remind you that you have a vertical relationship with God every day. Every day, God is at work. Every day, you get to see the beauty of God. And every day, you're surrounded by people. So remember what the verse says. The verse simply says, 
he has showed you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love mercy and to walk humbly with thy God? So when you pause and start thinking about walking humbly, I'm walking right now. In fact, I'm going down an embankment headed closer to the shoreline. And you know, when you just see the beauty around you, you start thinking, God is good. You listen to the, the ducks. It's just pretty amazing. When you just enjoy everything around you. I don't know if you can hear the ducks or not. Pretty beautiful. See the little ducks? Yeah. Yeah, see the ducks and see the little duckies? Pretty amazing, isn't it? When you think about the beauty of God. He humbles you, doesn't he? God just simply makes everything good. So how are you doing? Never evil. Only good. So get this. Some 2,500, 2,600 years ago. Here's this verse, Micah 6.8. And the question is asked, He has showed me he has showed me, me, man, humanity. He has showed me what is good. Think about it. And what, what is good? What does the Lord require of me, Roger? Three things. Roger, be just. Roger, love mercy. And Roger, walk humbly. Humbly is this concept of quietness, humility, gentleness, not arrogant. Get it? So your vertical relationship with God, your vertical relationship with God needs to be humble. So you can't do justice to people around you. You can't show mercy to people around you horizontally until your vertical is humble. So my question to you is, what is good? It's, it's being humble before God. You look around, you see the beauty, and you just simply quiet your soul. You're, you're not a big shot. I'm not a big shot. I don't have things under control. I didn't create this beautiful lake. I didn't create the trees. I didn't bring the rain. When you pause and you understand the Creator, He has showed you 
what is good. What does the Lord require of you? Roger, do justice, love mercy, and walk humbly with God. So how are you doing? Got it? Figured out? Never evil, only good. Old Testament, New Testament, there's this battle between good and evil, right? We were born with a sin nature, and we want this natural bent. We want evil. We want to disobey God. We don't want to bow. We don't want to be humble. We want to be boastful and arrogant and demand our rights. We want to push. And we want to push against God, and we want to push against others. We want to take advantage of anybody we can find. In the simple words, justice and mercy. So on the horizontal, goodness, goodness starts with being humble before God. Humble, quiet, gentle, not arrogant. As I walked down through this path, I noticed got a little bit darker. That's simply because the, the position of the sun, the early morning and the trees blocking the sun. And then the sun comes peeking through the trees and you see clearer, don't you? I do, without the sun that God created. We would freeze to death. We would be walking in darkness. But God, who created it all, gives beauty to us, doesn't he? Are you humble? Do you recognize that God is God? See, when you do, then you can begin to do justice toward others and love mercy. Micah 6.8 says, He has showed you what is good. And what does the Lord require of you and me? Do justice, love mercy, and walk humbly with God. So, We've been working on humility before God. We've been working on a gentle spirit. We've been working on recognizing God's beauty. We understand that we're not the creator. We're the creature. We look around and see everything as God has created and we acknowledge that God is God. So we humbly walk. Your walk Maybe in the kitchen, your walk may be in a car, your walk may be in a spot at work where you're on break, your walk might be at your computer, your walk might be who knows where you're at right now. But are you humble before God? Are you gentle? You recognize how beautiful God has created things even in a broken world? even with people choosing to be anti-God, 
to cancel everything, to turn their backs on God. When you pause and just say, hey, isn't God amazing? Isn't it just simply beautiful? Walk humbly with God. Be gentle. Bow. Respect. Allow God to, to be God. You're not. I'm not. Breathe in the creation that God has made so that you can breathe in God. Breathe in what God has done. Acknowledge Him. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your might. Love Him. Honor Him. Don't fight against God. Find out what God is up to and get behind God. When we talk about this whole concept of justice, See, when you're humble before God, now you have the right attitude horizontally to be fair, to be just with people. So justice is not tipping the scales one way or the other. Justice is balance. Justice is even-handed. Justice is fair. Justice is not taking advantage of people. So to do justice means you're going to be just. You're going to be fair. So if, if you find yourself tipping the scales or taking advantage or spinning the facts or somehow making things go your way when really they should go somebody else's way, See, a just person, a just person wants to be honest. A just person wants to be honest before God and honest before people. So justice involves truth, not a lie. Are you prone to lie? Are you prone to twist the facts? Are you prone to cheat? Are you prone to manipulate? So do justice means you're honest, you're trustworthy. You're not going to distort the facts. You're not going to hide the truth or deceive or suppress. You're not going to somehow manipulate the facts to your advantage or someone's disadvantage. Are you just? At, at the bank? With the bank teller? With your numbers? At work? IRS? If you're speeding and you get a ticket, do you try to talk yourself out of it? You're wrong. If you're wrong, you're wrong. Admit it. Take, take the punishment. Take the consequences. It's easy for us to manipulate, isn't it? But you can't manipulate with God.
it's easy for us to cover up the truth. Justice is blind, right? It doesn't matter who's in front of you or next to you or behind you. You're a just person. Red, yellow, black, or white, it doesn't matter. You're going to be just toward everybody. You're going to be just toward your kids, just toward your spouse. You're going to be just toward people that you might like or dislike. You're going to be just toward Christian and non-Christian because God is a God who's just. I, I think it's interesting. When you're humble, it's much easier to be just. Much easier to do justice, isn't it, when you're humble? When you're self-serving and arrogant and prideful, it, it's more difficult, right? Yep, it is. So keep that gentle spirit of humility before God as you walk, as you live, as you do work. Be just. Stay humble. Easier to be just when you're humble. Humble before God. You're offering justice, doing what's right before God, what, what the facts, what the truth is really all about, just simply because that's God. When you pause and just enjoy the beauty of everything that you see, you must simply acknowledge God is God. I'm not. I like the, the next quality. Love mercy. He has showed you what is good. What does the Lord require of you but to do justice? Micah 6.8 To love mercy and walk humbly with God. So love, mercy, what is that all about? So evil doesn't love mercy. Evil doesn't want to give people forgiveness. Mercy doesn't want to pardon. Mercy doesn't want to uh, be fair. Mercy wants to take advantage. So there's two words I want you to remember, grace and mercy. So grace is just general kindness to everybody. Just general kindness to everybody. Grace is like right now, I'm enjoying this beautiful trail around Cheney Lake and I'm looking at the ferns and all of the different types of trees, the pine, the it's just beautiful and everybody gets to enjoy this because God is gracious even the people that don't believe in God see grace is being good to everyone that's grace grace is being kind to everyone but mercy mercy is way beyond grace Mercy is what Jesus Christ did on the cross of Calvary. Mercy goes way beyond grace. 
So you deserve, I deserve because I have violated, because I do evil, because of I, I don't walk humbly. At times I walk arrogantly before God. At times I'm not just. Mercy offers forgiveness because Jesus died on the cross for sinners like me. I don't deserve the forgiveness. I don't deserve my sins to be pardoned. But mercy is what God does through Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. So grace is a general overall kindness to everybody. The enjoyment, everybody gets to enjoy the trees here. Everybody gets to enjoy the walking path, the cool air. But mercy says, look, you did something wrong. Mercy says, I'm going to forgive. Mercy is extending forgiveness when you did something wrong. So mercy is, as a child, I distinctly remember uh, my dad had uh, a box or a container of Mexican coins in his desk. And I remember picking up some of those coins, put them in my pocket, going to the store and using them to buy a candy bar. Mercy says, Roger, don't do that. I'm going to forgive you. And you don't get in trouble. You just simply get a correction. So Jesus dies on the cross and gives us correction, right? No. He gives us justice. No, we know. He gives us forgiveness. I deserve to be punished because I stole the coins from my dad's desk. But mercy is this overwhelming compassion and care that extends not a punishment, but forgiveness. Now, some of you are racing, running toward punishment in your mind because you want the criminal, you want the sin to be punished. Notice it's love mercy, not love punishment, not love correction, love mercy. So how's your capacity to pardon people? How big of a compassion bucket do you have? How big is your mercy bucket? Do you love, act sacrificially to meet the needs of others with mercy? Does your heart ache and break when people do wrong? Yes, we have to speak the truth in love. Always do that. But do you want to beat up people? You want to punish people? Are you on a punishment uh, rampage? Do you want to destroy people with punishment? I'm not saying, please don't hear me say, there's not a place for punishment. Jesus himself was punished for my sins. 
I'm not saying that you can't correct with a punishment. I'm just gently saying 2,600 years ago, there's this beautiful little statement, love mercy, and that's God. God loves mercy. That's why he sent Jesus to earth to die on a cross. Pretty amazing, isn't it? When you consider the 2,600 years ago, the statement, love mercy, and then 2,600 or 2,000 years ago, 600 years later, here comes Jesus and shows the ultimate example of mercy. How's your mercy? Grace is goodness in general. Mercy deals with a specific wrongdoing. And mercy may not give that person what they deserve. Mercy may give a lesser punishment or no punishment. Are you merciful? Yes, you speak the truth. Yes, the person did wrong. Yes, you tell them they did wrong. And yes, you correct them. But you don't pile on and pile on and pile on to destroy the person. Mercy. See, mercy and justice goes together, right? And interesting, mercy and humility goes together. See, good is we don't get what we deserve, right? We don't get destruction. We get forgiveness. We get heaven, even though we are crazy rebels. From Adam and Eve, go forward. Everybody wants to destroy. Never evil, only good. Never evil, only good. Yes, speak the truth in love. Yes, find clearer ways to speak the truth, but always in love. Love, mercy. Love, humility. Love, justice. We live in a world broken, right? Does the world need a bigger hammer to pound on people? Or does the world need truth spoken in love? You be the judge. Every day you get to make judgments, don't you? I just encourage you to enjoy the goodness of God. On my walking talk, this is my first walking talk, it's pretty amazing, isn't it? When you consider what God has done. Just beautiful. This is walking talk number 62. And uh, I find the beauty all around me, the goodness of God, and would encourage you, wherever you're at, find God go vertical, be humble, and then extend justice and mercy. Keep them together. Justice and mercy at all times. Blessings on you. Talk with you later. Have a good one.